Hello and welcome to the SEO SAS podcast with me, Hannah Bryce, SEO manager at Holland and Barrett and the exuberant, full of life, fully fabulous and beautiful inside and out Sarah McDowell, SEO content executive also at Holland and Barrett. Now, we like to call ourselves SEO SAS because that is the name of our podcast, but why is it called that? SAS stands for Special Answering Service, and that's what we like to do. We like to give you topics about SEO for you to find out more about um, or dive deeper into, and even join us in a debate sometimes. Sarah, how are you? I am not too bad, thank you. As ever, a round of applause for a fabulous introduction. You make me blush every time. Thank you. It's the ones where you do an interview without me and then you say nice things and I'm like, oh, I can't even say thanks. <laughs> I mean, I mean, spread the love, you know, spread the love <laughs> when it's needed. But how are we doing? How is, so we're recording on a Sunday. How is your Sunday treating you so far? Yeah, good. Um, unlike, unlike me, usually, um, I've only recently got up and, um, and I'm saying this, it's two o'clock in the afternoon, so... Um, just because I've not been very well, as you know, um, and yeah, just took it easy this morning, did a bit of work in bed and then finally got dressed enough so that I was presentable for this podcast. I mean, thank you so much for your dedication and coming <laughs> along to the podcast. And then I don't like knowing that you're poorly, but is Dom being a good nurse? Oh yeah, he's been amazing, honestly. Just, yeah, constantly bringing me fluids and um, <laughs> lots of food, lots of cuddles. It's, it's oh, this yeah. is good and are the cats giving you some attention as well oh yeah lots of hugs lots of hugs from the cats uh, well I have been enjoying my weekend because I obviously well not obviously uh, but I live with my sister brother-in-law seven months old nephew and dog and they're all like they're not here this weekend so <laughs> I have very much I love them to pieces don't get me wrong but I love having the space to myself, like, not going to lie, I have been walking around in my pants, so <laughs> glorious. <laughs> I can brilliant. I can also watch what I want to, I can, do you know what I mean, there's always like, when, when you've just got the space to yourself, it's a bit like, I don't know, a bit freeing, and I can do whatever I want right now. So is that Shit's Creek on, uh, on replay, basically? Oh my gosh! I mean, we need to do a whole podcast episode just about Shit's Creek because it is amazing. And you, Hannah, thank you for bringing it into my life. But guys, if you have nothing to watch at the moment on Netflix or you're running out of a series that you're currently watching, definitely check out Shit's Creek because it is hilarious and you will love <laughs> every single character. <laughs> so true, so true. <laughs> so true. Right. So we've got some exciting news, haven't we? Yes, we have. So we have got a fabulous guest joining us this week and she will be talking about a really interesting topic with us and that is about the overlap of SEO and Pinterest and that's interesting isn't it Hannah? Yeah it's definitely not something we've talked about before. No and I'm so yeah because obviously how how is there an overlap of SEO and Pinterest so we'll be getting into that so we without further ado I'd we would love to introduce to the podcast SEO and Pinterest consultant Julia Bocchese hello oh thanks so much for having me it is a pleasure please tell me that I pronounced your last name right there 
Yes, <laughs> I know it's not an easy one. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you get that all the time. I mean, it's a wonderful last oh, yeah. name, but um, I imagine that you must get weird and wonderful pronunciations. Pronunciations of your last name. What are some of the like more? What are some of the ones that you've had? So I've actually only been married for a year, so I'm new to this last name. Um, but I'll say when I was first dating my husband, my younger sister read his name and she's like, is it Bach cheese? <laughs> <I'm> like, no, because <laughs> it, it, that's how it's kind of spelled. But so that's probably been one of the most common ones. Ah, mm-hmm. See, now I'm just now you just got me thinking about cheeses now. Macalumi, mozzarella. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe we should start because, um, yeah, (laughs) Hannah, Hannah, you are a vegan, aren't you? So you're probably you're probably missing cheese. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I do, I do um, empathise with the last name. So I've got quite a a simple last name with Bryce, but I still always have to say whether it's with a Y or an I, whether it's a B mm -hmm. or a P. And sometimes I get called Bruce, which is even better. (laughs) Not. That, wow. So I thought that my last name is pretty obvious, McDowell. Um, but people think that my last name is MacDonald. And I really <laughs> can't fathom that because Mac- <laughs> McDowell and Mac- McDonald are very different. Like, I just mm-hmm. don't understand that one. I really yeah. don't. And I had two different teachers. countries. I had two teachers at primary school. It was always Sarah McDonald. And it's like, no, no. <laughs> obviously, at school, kids can be cruel anyway, can't they? And I'm like, you're really not helping here. You're just giving them ammo to ask me for like a McChicken burger and chips, aren't you? Yeah, um, I thought my maiden name was easy. It was Dent, but people would mess it up all the time. <laughs> I don't know how. <laughs> the mind boggles. The mind yeah. really does boggle. Now, Julia, what we like to do with all our guests is a quick fire. So it, the, the idea here is just sort of blanking out your brain and just come answer the question with the first thing that comes into your head so just a bit of fun and a bit of a way for people to get to know you on a more personal level so how does that sound good I am a little nervous because I'm not the best fast thinker but I I will do my best (laughs) the questions aren't that hard so you'll be fine you'll be fine okay first question favorite snack popcorn sweet or salted uh actually with cajun seasoning i like really spicy food wow amazing (laughs) do you prefer winter or summer winter hands down next country you would like to visit post covid i had so many international trips um wales i was supposed to be going to actually uh brighton this year so i was going to take a take a trip through wales but so that's at the top of my list right now Oh, Wales is beautiful, isn't it, Hannah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we love Wales. We. Yes, we are. We are a couple, me and Hannah. Let's make that <laughs> uh, Last podcast you listened to? Uh, actually, probably yours to kind of like get in the mindset for this podcast. <laughs> oh, very good. Very good. Would you rather be able to speak every language in the world or be able to talk to animals? Every language. Ah, can you speak any languages? Oh, very little. I, um, I've taken classes on Danish, Old Norse, and French, but very little on all of them. 
I mean, I can't speak a word of any, well, <laughs> there is the Sarah language, which Hannah is very fluent <laughs> in. So, you know, invisibility or super strength? Invisibility. Name one of the seven dwarves. Sleepy. Oh, yes. Good one. I like sleepy. That's, that's a good staple. Sweat. I don't know. I'm just going to move on. I don't know what I'm talking about. Favorite smell? <laughs> Ooh, um, for like candles and stuff like lavender. Oh, yes, that is a good scent. I have to, yeah, I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. Is the Easter bunny real? Yes. I would write notes to him every year and he would answer. <laughs> good to know. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Oh, Hannah, how do you feel about that last <laughs> one? Well, I still love dogs probably just as much, if not more than cats, despite having cats. So fine. <laughs> <laughs> well you survived the quick fire I told you like, that was all right wouldn't it <laughs> I always think of answers after the fact too <laughs> I really really like the uh, question number five with being able to speak every language in the world or talk to animals because I think that's a really hard one mm-hmm. what would you pick Cam? I think the animals ah, amazing can you imagine it would be so but the thing here is julia you picked every language mm-hmm. hannah you picked every animal so together you'd be able to talk to animals <laughs> anywhere in the world right this is it we need to yeah. do it dream team yes i just chose every language because i love traveling so much and then also i'm not sure if i want to know what animals would want to say back <laughs> <laughs> that's a fair point cool okay so standard first question for us but a very very important one could you give us a brief overview about yourself and how you got into the wonderful world of digital marketing? Yeah, so I am an SEO and Pinterest consultant and I run my own business, Julie Renee Consulting. Um, so I've been doing it full time a little over three years now. I actually got into SEO and Pinterest. So I have absolutely no like professional background in SEO or Pinterest or social media or anything like that. I have no agency experience. Um, but I started a travel blog almost six years ago. So I taught myself, you know, all the SEO and social media strategies um, to help grow my blog. And then when I was, I was working like a corporate editing job, um, it was pretty boring. <laughs> and when I was ready to quit, I was actually looking for other jobs, but I couldn't really find something I was interested in. So I started um, freelancing and I was, my my degree is in journalism. So I was writing um, content for small businesses. And then I was just optimizing it for um, SEO to help them rank high on Google. And then I realized that they had absolutely no idea what SEO was or why it mattered and things like that. So I started transitioning into, you know, focusing on SEO and social media. And then um, it was around the time when Facebook and Instagram had all those algorithm changes. And I just hated it. <laughs> so I started focusing more on um, just SEO and Pinterest because Pinterest is usually lumped into you know social media, but we'll talk more about this, but it is actually a search engine. So a lot of the strategies with like SEO and Pinterest overlap. Ah, yeah. I mean, very interesting though that you said that um, because Google updates to their algorithm are a headache. So I completely feel your pain there. Completely feel your pain. <laughs> Um, so obviously at the beginning of the podcast, we said that you'd be talking about the overlap. So, Mm -hmm. and you very nicely led into my question then. So how does Pinterest work as a search engine? Yeah. So Pinterest, if you think about something like YouTube, that's also, you know, kind of this 
in between search engine and um, like social media, that's kind of how Pinterest is. So they call it a search and discovery engine. Um, so the primary thing, primary use for Pinterest is a search engine. People are going to use it to type in keywords to you know find answers to things or to find products and things like that in the search bar. You can follow people and you know you can get followers on Pinterest, but they don't really matter like they do for you know Instagram or Facebook or something like that. And even like you know YouTube subscribers, that's much more important than like Pinterest followers. Um, you also don't really use it to you know kind of catch up with your friends and see what they're doing. You're really just using it to search for answers. Just on that point, so when you're saying um, people are looking for the answers to questions, have you got, are you able to actually see what questions they're searching for? Yeah, so Pinterest came out with a keyword research tool probably about six months ago. Um, I think it's just now in the UK. Uh, they just released it in like the US and Canada to start off with to test things out. Um, so it's called Pinterest Trends. It doesn't have the best data yet, um, but you can see the trends and what people are searching for, different phrases that they're using, how many searches per month and things like that. Awesome. That sounds great. It is, but, but they're missing a lot of data on things. So like even uh, like when they first released it, I was looking for things like SEO tips and Pinterest tips, and I didn't have any data on that, which is yeah. kind of crazy because there's an art. I mean, Pinterest tips, searching for that on Pinterest is a very common search. Um, so I, I'm hoping they will continue to update it with new data and release it to more countries, but it is in the beta stages if you are interested in checking it out. Cool. I guess without that, you're going kind of blind, aren't you? Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> so in terms of how Pinterest can help businesses, do you think it would work for every business or are there some sort of niches where Pinterest is better than others? Yeah, so Pinterest is not for every business. Um, it is actually for more businesses than you would think. So it's not just for like photographers or food bloggers or things like that. Uh, I actually have a whole blog post on my site on who Pinterest is best for. Um, so things like businesses that are only for local customers, like your dry cleaner or your plumber or something like that, they're not going to do well on Pinterest. Um, you also have to think about how you use Pinterest. Um, you're not going to go search for an electrician on Pinterest. That's more for like <laughs> Google or, you know, uh, getting referrals or something like that. Um, so if you want to see if your business is on Pinterest or, you know, your industry, you can just kind of search for things on Pinterest. Also use the Pinterest trends tool. Um, but things like real estate agents actually do really well on Pinterest. Um, I work a lot with like local businesses like wedding photographers and interior designers that get clients from Pinterest, as well as, you know, people who are service-based businesses who work you know, with clients all over the world, like I'm working with a financial coach right now, she's doing really well on Pinterest. So the main thing is that you do need to have content to pin. Um, so it can be, you know, blog posts or podcast episodes, or if you have like a freebie to sign up for your email list or something like that. Um, you can't just like keep pinning your homepage or your services page over and over. Mm. It's, it's really interesting because uh, when you were saying some of the sort of business angles where you said like um, wedding photography, uh, real estate, property, I really understand that because it's, there's visual aspects to the, that side of the business. But it's quite interesting that you say you've got a, fin a financial client and, he's, and he or her are doing um, very, that, that's interesting to hear. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, as long as you are creating content, um, you can do really well on Pinterest. I'm just starting to work with um, a client that is like 
training for uh, Olympic swimmers and actually swimming is a pretty popular content or um, topic on Pinterest. So you might be surprised what people are actually searching for on Pinterest because it is a lot more than like, you know, interior design or food inspiration that it really started out as. That'd be really interesting to delve into, like the top trending um, topics on Pinterest. Mm -hmm. um, awesome. So then similar, blah, 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 get my teeth in. <laughs> similarities and differences with SEO and Pinterest strategies. Yeah, so the main similarity between them is you have to kind of get in the mindset of how people are using search engines. Um, so things like hashtags and followers, they don't matter on Pinterest, just like they don't matter for Google. Um, so you really have to think about how people are searching for things. Um, you, you know, definitely use keywords. And then you also want to be pinning like few months ahead of time, um, because just like with Google, it takes a few months for content to start ranking on Pinterest. Um, so right now we're recording at the end of September. So if you have like Christmas content or products that are specific for the holidays, you want to start putting them like ASAP. <laughs> uh, because if you wait until, you know, two weeks before Christmas, then you're not going to get any traction on Pinterest. Um, so you kind of have to think about, you know, planning ahead and the different keywords that you're going to be using. Uh, but then Pinterest is a little bit different because instead of, you know, things like blog posts that Google reads, Pinterest just looks at the pins that you're pinning that connect to like your blog posts or your, you know, podcast episodes. Um, so you don't really have to worry about, you know, things on your website, like, you know, site speed or having really good website copy in order to rank on Pinterest. I still like work with my clients because that's really important for conversions. Um, but Pinterest doesn't look at those types of things the way that Google does. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. And you say that you have to post things a couple of months in advance, potentially for, for it to rank. What mm -hmm. actually, what kind of content, well, not what kind of content, but what does make content rank? What's, what's the key? So, I mean, keywords <laughs> is the biggest thing um, and having, you know, having some sort of engagement on your pins. Um, so that can be, you know, people clicking through to your site. It could be, you know, people saving your pins. Um, so, I mean, the keywords, I think, is the most important because that's what people are actually searching for. Another big thing is having pin graphics that are, you know, pretty eye-catching. So this is where if you don't have a visual business, you want to be um, creating, you know, eye-catching graphics that are a vertical image with some sort of text overlay because the text is going to catch your eye more than, you know, just like a picture of like money for my financial coach or something like that. Um, so it's going to say a lot more if you have a graphic than just a you know, simple image. Um, but a lot of people get really hung up on the graphics and they spend tons and tons of time like, you know, creating tons of graphics. Um, but they don't matter as much as keywords because I see all the time like really ugly graphics performing well, just because, you know, people were interested in what the content was about. Awesome. And in terms of, um, like you say, with, with overlays of text on, on graphics, is there, are there any other sort of tips that you can give us? Like do, I guess, imagery with, uh, I don't know, beaches or outdoor imagery work better than having people in, or does it just completely matter based on the industry? Yeah, you kind of just have to test it out and see what works. Um, typically for products, showing people's faces 
doesn't perform as well, um, which is the complete opposite from like Instagram. But people are really interested in seeing the product being used. They don't even care who's wearing it. Um, so yeah, that would be the only thing for actual images. Um, but for, you know, if you're creating these graphics, you definitely want to make sure that the text is clear and easy to read, especially on um, phones, because more and more people are using Pinterest on their phone. Um, and if, you know, you have really skinny, fancy script font that like you can't read, then people aren't going to click through. Um, so really just making sure it's easy to read and very clear. So even if, you know, you just want to start off with like having an image as like a white box and black text in the Arial font to start with, that's totally fine. And you can like get more, you know, fancy with it later. But I see people kind of, you know, using 10 different fonts in like all these crazy colors and it's just really hard to read. Awesome. That, they're really good tips. Thank you. Just just going um, back to your point where you said that imagery where um, someone can see um, a product or something being used, that kind of does make sense because um, how I know people, and I mean, I'm not, like, I don't have Pinterest myself and I'm not a Pinterest expert like yourself, um, but how I understand that people use Pinterest is a bit sometimes as a mood board so for example if someone mm -hmm. is um, buying a house and they want to decorate a certain room or they're planning um, some sort of event they will use Pinterest as a bit of like a mood board or like an ideas thing or a way to sort of um, store inspiration or information so I can kind of see how it makes sense that people like to see products and and things in in use that does that mm. totally makes sense to me mm. um so yeah mm. um, awesome so you said then um keywords are very important so um i've got to ask the question then so when it comes to keyword research what are some of the um similarities and differences um yeah and is it sort of obviously with google you have you sort of like three broad types so you've got um your transactional keywords your educational keywords and your more directional sort of intent keywords so yeah is there anything that's similar different or yeah yeah, so I mean, I would say the concept of using keywords and, you know, how people search for keywords is the same. Um, there isn't really, you can't really see what the, you know, different level of competition for different keywords are on Pinterest itself. Um, I actually use, uh, like, a keyword research tool for SEO for Pinterest a lot of times just because there isn't a whole lot of data with, like, the Pinterest Trends tool. Um, and it's actually really interesting you, if you find keywords that really don't have much competition, um, you can actually get your pin and like your board and your profile to rank on Google and Google images. I actually see this a lot of times with my own SEO clients, like I'll be doing keyword research for them and then, you know, find a keyword where like five pins are ranking on the first page of Google. Um, so there's kind of this overlap between how Google reads pins as well. Um, so this is another reason why keywords are so important for Pinterest, because you can, you know, get the you know, double amount of traffic if you're getting traffic from Pinterest itself, and then also from any pins or boards that are ranking on Google. Amazing. Um, just going off of, so what you just said there in terms of measuring, and you're saying that you can get, I, I guess, ranked on Pinterest, but also on Google for Google Images. Would you measure both of those things? And what kind, of, what kind of other things do you measure with Pinterest SEO? Yeah, it's hard to track who comes from Google to Pinterest. <laughs> Pinterest doesn't 
really track that very well. Um, but you can track to see how your keywords are performing and if your pins are ranking on Google. Um, so Pinterest does have its own analytics. Um, it's, I would say, not as um, good as like Google Analytics because you can track your uh, Pinterest traffic in Google. Um, but it's really helpful for seeing which pins are performing the best because Google Analytics isn't going to give you that information. So this is where you can, if you're testing out like different designs for um, a pin that links to the same blog post, you can see like which pin uh, graphics are performing the best. You can also test out different you know keywords or you know where you put the keywords like in the title versus the description things like that. So if you have the same design, you can just test you know different descriptions and titles to see which one performs the best. Um, so I would say, you know, for kind of tracking things, definitely use Pinterest analytics for things like that. But then for like overall traffic, uh, especially traffic over time, um, checking Google analytics. Brilliant. Thank you. Mm, I mean, I feel like I'm learning so much about, <laughs> and I want to sort of delve into Pinterest more myself. Yeah, me um, too. <laughs> so, I mean, you, you, you're selling it to us and, um, <laughs> I mean, a good question to ask then, because obviously um, you've made it sound that it's an, a no-brainer, especially, um, especially if it is right for the industry you're in and your brand and your company. So mm -hmm. there must be some challenges. What are the challenges and how do you overcome them? Yeah, so one of the challenges, especially for someone who's you know very focused on SEO, is that you actually do need to be active on Pinterest every single day. Um, so you can definitely repurpose the pin graphics that you've created and things like that. Um, but you do need to be pinning at least once a day to you know, be active on Pinterest. Um, I see all the time where you know, people stop pinning and their traffic drops off. But as soon as they start even just pinning once or twice a day, then their traffic goes back up. So Pinterest really does value like active users. Um, you do also need to give it a lot of time. Um, I you know, recommend at least three to six months to start seeing uh, some good results. So if you are focused on SEO, you're used to that. But a lot of people are coming from like you know Instagram or Facebook, and they're not used to you know waiting to see results like that. Um, and then I would say another challenge is the creating graphics for it because you do need to be active on Pinterest. So that can be you know pretty time consuming, especially if you're not a very creative person. I see a lot of times um, people have trouble getting started and they you know give up because they just don't want to have to dedicate the time to that. Um, so there are, I mean, if you use, there's a free tool called Canva. Um, they have like lots of free Pinterest templates for you to use. Um, and you can also buy templates, you know, lots of places. So if that's what's preventing you from getting started, there are definitely ways to get around that. I was just about to ask you what your favorite tool was. So it, it, would that be Canva if it's the kind of thing that stops, I guess, it's that, like you say, designing things and actually creating um, the posts themselves has got to make up take take a lot of time um, and if that's the thing that kind of makes it a success is is that what you'd say maybe is your favorite or have you got any more uh, yeah i would actually say tailwind um, it's a scheduler specifically for pinterest because like i said you need to be active in pinterest every day which is like very time consuming um, so tailwind is actually um, it was built as a schedule for pinterest because you know people didn't want to have to be manually pinning every day so it's super easy you can set up all your pins for a month in like an hour and oh, then wow. tailwind will take care of everything for you so like you don't even need to touch pinterest for you know a month because tailwind's doing everything on your behalf that's amazing thank you mm -hmm. another top tip yep <laughs> 
Um, awesome. Okay. So last question from me then, and then it will be time for the feature. Um, we still need to get a jingle, don't we, Han? Because I never, I always end up singing or, yeah, which is never good for anyone. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, last question then. Um, what is the sort of, and this isn't, um, I know that we've been talking about um SEO and Pinterest, but this is more sort of like a general, it doesn't have to be about Pinterest or SEO, but what has been the best book you have read? So like business book or just any book? Um, let's, okay, you can have two. I'll give you <laughs> a business book and then something, yeah, that's not, not, not to do with business. Okay. Um, so I actually just started reading business books this year, so I, um, I haven't read too many yet, but um, the first one that I read, I don't know if I can do this on here, but it's You're a Bad A at Making Money. Um, that one was really eye-opening for things like, because, you know, as a business owner, like um, how to make more money and money mindset and things like that. For overall books, that's really tough. <laughs> I read a lot. Um, I would say, actually, like a more recent fiction book, because I read a lot of really old classics, um the bernard cornwell series on um vikings that one has i love that series mm. is that the one that got made into the vikings series on uh was it on amazon prime or netflix it's the yeah the last kingdom series on netflix mm-hmm. oh yeah definitely recommend that. it yeah awesome <laughs> ah awesome um i mean i yes i that does bring us to the end of the sort of, um, what, what do we call this section, Hannah? The, the interview? Uh, the interview, <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my days. Um, <laughs> so, yes, that was, um, I very much enjoyed that. And I definitely think that is a valuable, um, yeah, because one thing that me and Hannah love is getting guests on like yourself to talk about an area that we're not so familiar with so I think this one has been key and I've definitely learned a thing or two what about you Han? Oh loads yeah I feel like I should have been taking notes yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, well luckily this will be record it is being recorded and it will be published so you know uh, <laughs> are you ready for this week's feature yes let's do it okay so i'm going to put you um you i can't say you when there's like more than like two other people so this (laughs) week i am putting hannah and yourself julia up against each other and uh, we've done this feature a couple of times but we quite enjoy it and it's our what do we call it the lie game or are you the better liar maybe that's oh yeah i love this one Okay, so I'll explain, Julia. So what you and Hannah both need to do is come up with two facts about yourself and one lie. And the aim of the game is to get the other person to pick your... No, how do I explain? Why why is that my head? So you basically... Yeah, yeah, go, Hannah. (laughs) So out of the th- there's three facts, one of them's a lie, and you've got to say which one the lie is. Okay. So two truths and a lie? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Hannah needs to pick which one she thinks is your lie, and Julia, you need to pick which one um, you think Hannah's lie is. 
Okay. I may have just made that clear as mud. It's all clear. It's all good. <laughs> okay. I, I think I'm good. I actually I did a post like this on Instagram a couple of weeks ago, so I have some things fresh in my mind. Oh, I'm actually ready as well because I knew this was happening. So I'm prepared. <laughs> ah, see, you know, you guys, you just you're bringing it, aren't you? I like I like <laughs> it. the competition is already there. Uh, Julia, seeing as you are our guest. You get to choose whether you want to go first or Hannah. Uh, I'll go first. So okay. I don't forget anything. <laughs> so what are your three facts? Okay. My three facts are I have never dyed my hair. Um, I have been to a hard rock cafe in every country that I visited. And I met my husband in a Nordic mythology class in Denmark. I think the lie is that you've never died no that one's true yeah no oh no that yeah we'll go with that one <laughs> the first one's a lie do i say it now yes yeah okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that one's true the lie was that i've been to a hard rock cafe in every country i visited oh, i've actually yeah. never been to a hard rock cafe <laughs> <laughs> i suppose not every country's got them so that makes that seems really <laughs> obvious now uh see I, I i've been i've been to a handful of hard rock cafes um but yeah um, oh, those were good ones. Yeah, they were really good. And I did think, actually, I bet I don't think she just dye her hair. But then I thought <laughs> the other two sound really good. So, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no pressure, Hannah. Okay. <laughs> so, number one, I have a condition where I find it painful to stand in one place for longer than around 20 minutes. Number two, I have a tattoo of a helicopter. Number three, I have broken being vegan in a recent moment of weakness by eating real cheese on a pizza. I will go with three. That's the lie. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you did this, Julia. <laughs> well, just because we talked about cheese earlier. So I was like, well. <laughs> well oh, this is true. This is true. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Very just, well done. Just to um, add to your, so both me and Hannah have a helicopter tattoo. So those loyal listeners out there would know that, wouldn't they? Because we have said it a couple of times and we got a tattoo, we got decided to get a tattoo because we reached a certain milestone and we decided it'd be a great idea to ask Twitter what we should do to celebrate. And obviously they all said a tattoo. So we both (laughs) have a tattoo now. Is that where your podcast cover came from? No, the podcast cover came first. Um, so, yeah, I mean, where did I mean, we started the, the SAS pod- thing. That was what it was. And then obviously the, that was what the podcast cover came from that. And then the helicopter was from the cover. So it all links. But yeah, <laughs> all, all linked, all linked. Even if there's a tenuous one, we always <laughs> link. <laughs> Awesome, Julia. So, um, I mean, I'm, I'm sad to say that this is the end of this week's podcast. So thank you so much for joining us. And thank yes, you. this has been flipping wonderful. If people want to get in touch with you or read what you're doing or find out more, where can they find you? Yeah, so my website is julianeconsulting.com. You can find me on Pinterest <laughs> at Julia Renee Consulting. Um, and then I'm on Instagram also at Julia Renee Consulting. And that's where I post lots of pictures of my dog if you're ever interested. Excellent. Well, Hannah's going to be straight on that, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Hannah, how can people get in touch with us? Um, so you are very welcome to email us at hello at seosaspodcast.com or follow us on Twitter, SEO underscore SAS. Sarah is also on Twitter with Sarah MCDUK or Sarah McDuck, as I like to pronounce it. Uh, and I am uh, creatively SEO SAS Hannah on Twitter. Very, very creative. And I would just like to say, if you, if this is the first time you listen to our podcast and you want to listen to more, please do subscribe because if you subscribe, then you get notifications of wonderful new episodes that are ready for your ear holes. Sorry, I don't really <laughs> know where that came from. Um, and yes, and also, if you are feeling extra generous, you're feeling like you had a good weekend, you're feeling, you're feeling vibes and you want to give us a nice review, that would make mine and Hannah's day, wouldn't it, Hannah? It really would. Really, really, really would. So yes, obviously that helps people decide whether they want to listen and give us a go or not. So if you think they should, please do. Um, Julia, what is your last, so it doesn't have to be about Pinterest or SEO, it can be anything in general. What's your last wise words of wisdom? Um, I mean, for Pinterest, yeah, just test it out and get started and also give it time. <laughs> Beautiful. Hannah, have you got any wise words that you want to share with our listeners? Um, don't drink Coke at bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> Any from uh, you? I mean, I've just got so many, Hannah. What? Where do I even? What do I even pick? <laughs> um, what would I say? Um, oh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> if you have the house to yourself and you normally have to share it, be a little adventurous and walk around in your pants, but make sure that curtains and blinds are closed. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Until next time, everyone. Bye. Bye.